Hey everyone, it's Lisa. Welcome to King Worldwide. I'm going to um, talk today about finding the good and where in scripture it teaches us to do this amidst circumstances. So what we're learning or what the Lord has been dealing with me is um, the same thing that he did in 2012 and that is to get higher, get above the circumstances. This world is cursed and Satan is God of the world system. Jesus made an open sh show of him openly, triumphing over the enemy. At the same time, if we don't take our authority and put the enemy in its place and resist the, submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, then he won't flee. He'll flee only by resisting him and taking authority. But we can't do that if we're not living a crucified, surrendered life unto the Lord and in God's perfect will. So that's the first start. It took me a while on this journey to get to this point, but I promise you it is, I haven't arrived, but it is the way to live in God's way of success. God's realm, the triumphant life is doing it God's way. But today we're going to take um, the messages coming from Habakkuk 3, chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. I'm going to read it from the Revised Standard Version and the Amplified Classic. And then I have a few points from the Mirror Translation. Because what we're going to talk about in Habakkuk 3, we'll see there's a lot of challenges that Habakkuk is dealing with. And it, some say that Habakkuk is the Shumanite in Kings, her son, the one that died and um, the prophet came and raised him back up. I believe that that might be who that is. But regardless, Habakkuk says... It says in verse 17, chapter 3, verse 17, he sings, Though the fig trees do not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet... Habakkuk says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like hind's feet. He makes me tread upon my high places. So the point here is that Habakkuk celebrates God's righteousness based on God's belief. Even in the face of apparent disaster, represented in the evidence of the curse that is mentioned in Deuteronomy 28. So you see, basically it's disaster that Habakkuk was singing about. Fig trees aren't blossoming. There's no fruit on the vines. The produce of the olive is failing. The field's yield has no food. The flock is cut off from the fold. And there's no herd in the stalls. That basically, there's, it sounds like there's no food. There's no vegetation. There's nothing going right. Yet... What does Habakkuk do? Habakkuk do. He says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like hinds feet. He makes me tread upon my high places. So you see, all those times I always say glory to God. It's because the Lord has shown me that with our free will, even in the midst of junk, and circumstances and downtrodden things and negative and 
what looks like it's not success or what looks like it's going in the wrong direction, it doesn't matter because when we're hooked up to the Lord, when we get in this habit of rejoicing and finding the good and glorifying God, then that means that we, that's faith, that we know that we're God's child. He loves us. He has the best for us. He has the best plan for us. If we're not experiencing his best plan in the book that's written about us in Psalm 139, then it's our issue. And if we are in the listening and thinking, well, what I've done everything, what, what I'm not hearing from God, I don't, I don't know what else to do. Listen, I'm not being mean. There is always more of our flesh that we can crucify. There is always more training we can do, not about works, not about getting God, God's approval. It's not that it's about learning to tell our flesh to shut up our thoughts Things in the mind, will, emotions. I want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go here. I want to do that. Little things. Can we truly say that every second of every day is being led by the Holy Spirit? Can we truly say that we're so surrendered to God that we will not allow our feelings to lead or our emotions to lead? Well, I can't say that. I'm there yet, but I'm certainly working on it, and it takes practice. Let me keep going here. It is the revelation of God's faith as the only valid basis for our belief. So the pressure is not on us. The pressure is from the world. At the same time, if we're trying to keep up with the world and not do it God's way, that will be frustrating, and it will never be fruitful for the long run. Habakkuk 2.4 even says, the just shall live by God's faith. I think that's, is that in Romans or Hebrews? Either way. Okay, let me read something from Luke 18.42 of the mirror. There's some notes here that says, Habakkuk sees a complete new basis to mankind standing before God. So you see, Habakkuk knew something. Even in the Old Testament, before Jesus, he even saw, he saw that in the spirit, what Jesus was going to do. Instead of reading or speaking the curse when disaster was striking, Habakkuk realizes that God's promise, so what God says about us in his word, about the blessing that's been bestowed upon us, he Habakkuk realizes that God's promise outdates or outweighs Mankind's toil, striving, performing as the basis of our innocence. The curse has been taken out of the equation. We know that. Galatians 3.13. So why in the world are we allowing the curse to overtake us and put us down and make us get under circumstances? How is the disaster and curse taken out of the equation? Let's read over this. The way it's taken out of the equation is when we choose to believe receiving revelation of God's faith and rejoicing and singing with joy and praising God and we stay in God's kingdom realm. We keep our flesh under subjection to the spirit. We keep the sense realm lined up and obedient to God's realm. So this is exactly what Habakkuk did. There was disaster, there was curse right in front of them. So when we say take it out of the equation, we're not literally taking it out of the equation, but how do we get higher? How do we get above this? 
We choose to believe what God has said about us. And if we don't know what God has said about us, then we need to get in the word and find all the scriptures where he talks about how much he loves us, who we are in him. The word is all about Jesus and Jesus is all about us. So when we choose to rejoice and sing and praise God, even in the midst of turmoil, we are doing that by faith. We're not saying that we have to praise God in the midst of turmoil to get God to do something. No, it's a step of faith. It's a revelation that comes up from deep down. So here's one thing that we can do to close up. Where is our flesh leading or ruling? Is it in food, overeating? Is it putting junk in our earth suit because we want to rush and we don't want to slow down? Is it not exercising when the Lord has told us that we need to do that? Is it, are we foregoing time with our creator? Are we foregoing fellowshipping and the word saying we'll do it later? Let me promise you that it will not ever be a better time to be in the word. We just have to do it. And then we realize that we can't live without it. That's where I am in this amazing prayer closet. Um, can we, do, we, do we have a problem laying down the phone? If we are on the phone checking whatever more than we're spending time with the Lord, then we need to face facts. Let's be honest. Let's just do what God has asked us to do. Let's seek him and his kingdom first and the most. And the way we do that is time with him, praying in the spirit, and then keeping our flesh crucified. Okay, here's one last closing points. The ones who engage the word, that means those of us that make God first and the word first, discovered their own worth and identity in the Messiah, in the King. So if you want to discover your worth, your value, your confidence, it's going to be by being engaged in the word as if your breath, every breath depends on it. Because quite frankly, it does. It wasn't until I made the word that important, it became top priority back in 2012, all this time. That is when I discovered who I am in Christ and why we're here and how to hear from him. I just wanna tell you the truth. Don't think by doing a devotional every day that you're gonna get close with the Lord. I'm not being mean. But you want to know the truth. It takes time. If you want to be good at something, it takes time. If you have a problem with getting in the word and you feel like it's boring or whatever, then stop making excuses. Get a different Bible. Get up earlier. Do it in the morning. Do it at night. This is the answer to everything. Praying in the spirit, being in the word, and keeping our flesh crucified. Let's not allow fear to blur our vision and veil our personal values. So that the little self-respect that one may have had won't be displaced with self-hate and failure. That is what, where most of the body of Christ in the past was. Where they were insecure, letting fears control them, letting fears lead, letting fears of whatever prevent them from getting in the word of God. We are a family. God wants us together. He has the answer for all of us. And... It's, being, it's found in the word of God. Praise God. I just thank you for your joining in, being partners with our ministry. We tell the truth. We live this. And I just want everybody to flow in the spirit like this because there is no 
It's an inside peace and security that comes from no other way except Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, Father God. Okay, I love y'all. Talk soon.